Tom Marshallia for the Mexican Soccer Show back in Guadalajara. Early morning flight from from Dallas Fort Worth. A uh, couple of days uh, to get some stories done. To be honest, get some preview stories done ahead of the Gold Cup, and then uh, head back out there on on Thursday to to Los Angeles um, for Mexico's opener against Cuba. Um, I actually just watched the game back against uh, Ecuador, and I don't know. It was it was interesting. It's always interesting to go back watch the game again because sometimes your kind of perception changes a little bit. Uh, but first of all, yeah, Mexico arrived in in LA now, so you know the preparations have officially kind of begun. Uh, Canada are already there. They played a friendly today against Trinidad and Tobago. Um, but yeah, watched the game back last uh, just just then in this afternoon, and uh, I don't know what, what struck me. I think is. What a good game it was. I mean, I think just watching live, it's kind of you're, you're kind of focused on certain things, watching certain players. Um, and yeah, I mean, credit to, I think, to Ecuador for, for coming out and, and giving a game. I mean, I think it really does when you look back at the Venezuela game and the Ecuador game, you know, it emphasizes the, the need for Mexico to play those kind of opposition. And, you know, ideally in, a, in, a, in an official tournament, in official games where, you know, where something's at stake. Um, and I think, Looking beyond the Gold Cup, just briefly, um, Tata Martino, I, I think he's going to be frustrated if if Mexico aren't in the Copa America 2020, and there are already rumours about other countries being invited. So, um, on paper, Mexico's you know next official game against kind of non-Concacaf opposition could potentially be Qatar 2022, which I think would um, I think. That is going to be that would be bad news. It would be an absolute negative. But we'll see how it goes. I think um, I think it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Mexico kind of you know try one last uh, drive to be in that Copa America because I'm sure Martino will be talking to the federation and just saying, look, we're playing in the states, we're playing on these pitches, which obviously the players don't like. Um, Guillermo Ochoa was adamant, very very strong statement about how he you know how he feels about that 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 the turf last night um and so yeah so i'm sure martino will be trying to do everything he can to convince him even if it's not economically in mexico's interest that they play in that copa america but yeah we'll see obviously no no official announcement yet so um we'll have to just keep an eye on that one but yeah looking ahead to the gold cup now um not the longest pod today but yeah just looking at a few i'm going to go over the you know the probable starting 11 for mexico um, ahead of the tournament, but a couple of couple of stats, um, just just not really in detail stats, but um, 54.7 percent possession for this Mexico team over the four games of Martino so far. Um, under Juan Carlos Osorio, that was quite a bit higher. Um, I think I think Martino's implementing a kind of more vertical game when possible. I think he got frustrated in the first half against Ecuador. That the players weren't intense enough, they weren't quick enough in 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 the elaboration, in the build-up play, um, in circulating the ball and getting it forward quick enough. So, um, but but then again, obviously they play in against Ecuador, they're playing against four South American opposition, so that obviously factors into your possession percentage. Uh, most minutes, well, first of all, it's interesting that not not one player has played up, featured in all four games yet. So, there has been this, there has been a rotation. I mean, I know it's a kind of it's not. It's not. Um, it's not a word that brings up positive memories for a lot of people in in Mexico and a lot of Mexico fans. But 
it's just normal within these friendlies to see players. Um, but obviously the argument is that the, most of the players or, or all the players are playing in positions that they used to. Although what I would point out is that someone like Jesus Gallardo as a left-back, um, you know, that was Osorio's doing. So there are, you know, and, and Edson Alvarez as well, he's playing slightly different. But, but in general, you know, this is this is where the players play for the clubs, more, you know, in general terms. Uh, most touches on the ball, Diego Reyes, out of all the Mexican players, um, expected goals per 90 minutes, leading is Raul Jimenez. Surprisingly for me, second place for expected goals per 90 minutes was Luis Montes. Uh, 33 years old when he was called up honestly I didn't I don't know I mean obviously he's had a great season for Leon on on does he deserve to be on in this team on form I think yes with the injuries yeah obviously I think if you bring in a kind of Hector Herrera then I think Montes would would be missing out but um but yeah and then Edson Alvarez 8.67 ball recoveries per 90 minutes. I mean, that just emphasises how important he is, I think, to this team in terms of shielding the defence. And I think we saw it against Ecuador with Andres Guardado employed in that position earlier on. Um, that, I don't know, he, he played well, don't get me wrong. Guardado played well, Montes played well, Jonathan Dos Santos, they all played well and they linked together well. But I just think in terms of if you do play a bit better opposition, I think Mexico are better off with a with a true holding midfielder who can drop back into the defence as well and uh, and, and help the build-up. Um, yeah, just um, predicted starting 11 for this for this Gold Cup now. I think, obviously, Guillermo Ochoa is in goal. I mean, that goes without saying, really. I think Chaka Rodriguez has won the right-back spot ahead of Navarro. Um, some people not delighted with his... Um, perform overall performance but I, I just think he, he's going to be the right back for the next you know for the for the for this process um I think it's going to be a Raujo right side of the center back and I think Salcedo on the left obviously that depends on Hector Moreno because Moreno for me would slot in on the left side and, and Salcedo I think would miss out I'd, I'd go for a Raujo over Salcedo and and that partnership a Raujo uh, Moreno personally um, Gallardo left back you know he's just really nailed down that spot now he really has he's um, he's, he's been so impressive of late um, he's got it he's got it got it together with Monterrey as well and he's, you know, he's made that spot his own holding midfielder Edson Alvarez um, it was you know good to see him kind of kicking the ball around before Mexico's friendly against Ecuador um, I think he's going to be back and if not I think it's going to be Reyes I think Diego Reyes will play that position Andres Guardado on the left of midfield, Jonathan Dos Santos on the right, and then the three forwards, Pizarro, Alvarado, and Raul Jimenez. Um, I don't think that's going to be a massive secret. I'd be very surprised if that's uh, you know wildly off, to be honest. Um, I, think, I think the question marks will be, you know, obviously Moreno's injury situation, um, I think Araujo, Reyes, Salcedo, you know, I think they'll be they'll be vying for two of the three spots, if not if Moreno is out, and then you know all three of them for that one spot if if he's in. Um, but I, you know we're we'll, we're still waiting for news on that. Um, and I think the other one, the other really really interesting one, is Jonathan dos Santos and Carlos Rodriguez, because these two are these two are absolutely on form. I mean it's it's difficult to leave either of these two players out. Um, but I think for that right side of midfield spot, it's going to be one or the other. I've gone with Jonathan Dos Santos for now. I mean, he was, you know, Martino said he was the best player of the game. And Dos Santos just understands Martino. Um, I know he didn't play a lot under him 
um, at Barcelona. He was he was also injured quite, for quite a lot of that time, but he just gets it. Um, he's technical. He, he, you know the the, the passing. Um, you know where to pass the ball, when to move it forward, when to play it sideways. The Santa just gets it. And the other the other thing is the way he, the way he, he re- recovers the ball. The Santos is just he loses it or somebody loses it. He's charging. And, and, and I think that intensity, kind of, he's almost a leader in that way. He leads the intensity of the team. But then Carlos Rodriguez, I mean, for me, this is the, you know, un, you know Mexican player under the age of 23. Um, you know, I think Lainez and, and Lozano are obviously been a lot, a lot more talked about. But Rodriguez is absolutely exciting. I mean, Martino said again, after the Venezuela game that he plays like a 30-year-old, so... I don't know. I think I think Martino. That, I think that's the biggest decision Martino is going to um, after after take for the, for this first game. Um, a bit concerned about the likes of Cesar Montes, Jorge Sanchez, Obilin Pineda, Alexis Vega, and even Eric Gutierrez. Um, you know, I, I just can't, I can't see them getting many minutes. And obviously Hugo Gonzalez because he's the third goalkeeper, and he's not played under under um, Martino so far. But I mean. Um, in terms of Eric Gutierrez, it's a weird one this now because if you're if you're picking the team, and you know you're picking the best eleven, we're not expecting Martino to make kind of rotations. Then in what circumstances do you pick Eric Gutierrez? I mean, I don't know. I was just thinking about it before. Okay, on paper he's the replacement for Andres Guardado. Okay, but Guardado gets injured at that point. Do you put in Eric Gutierrez or do you put in Carlos Rodriguez? alongside Jonathan Dos Santos or do you put in Luis Montes who played absolutely amazing you know he played very very well scored the free kick um, against against Ecuador I mean I don't know that's it's a bit of a worry for Eric Gutierrez because obviously he's he, he's had a he's had an okay first season but nothing to kind of get overly excited about with PSV so um, I don't know I think that's that's another another issue I'd like to see Eric Gutierrez at this point of his career now playing in Europe and with so many injuries in this national team, now become I don't know more of a more of an option. But I don't know. The question is: Has Carlos Rodriguez kind of overtaken him now? And I know one's right footed, one left footed, but um, you know I, I don't think Martino's going to take that into consideration too much. But anyway, that's it uh, for the 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 day after edition of Mexico's victory over Ecuador. My cold's clearing up now, so. Um, I think I'm going to have a couple of days off. There's going to be a full Mexican soccer show uh, Tuesday night, and then um, and then Thursday traveling to LA, and then it begins the Gold Cup. Uh, let's see. Obviously, there's going to be stories. Keep out. Keep um, looking out for news on Hector Moreno. That's the that's the big thing coming out, and also Jorge Sanchez because he took a knock in that game, and although it only looked like swelling, um, and I, I think Martino is going to wait for him. It's another, it's another, it's another injury concern, and Mexico don't need any more of them. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to sign up to uh, to the to the pod and all the different platforms we've got out there.